0: this portion of the show is brought to you by just wireless get more info on refurbished phones how to fix your existing smartphone and more at just this is the jeff Orvid show Okay, Steve Ice is here with us, uh, Vice President for Construction and Real Estate Development with Northern Arizona Healthcare. Uh, Steve, welcome to the program. Big, big issue. Yeah, <laughs> a, This one's interesting. This, we're going to talk about um, medical care, medical service throughout Northern Arizona. It's, it's a very Flagstaff heavy issue because the people of Flagstaff are voting on whether or not to rezone a large chunk of property I mean what is this thing like 98 almost 100 acres
1: yeah the total property that Nah uh, owns just north of Fort Tudhill County Park is uh, almost 180 acres Okay, um, the phase one portion of it that is going to the election in November is only about 55 acres out of the property um, and inside that 55 acres is a replacement hospital for the existing Flag staff medical center, a large outpatient building and a parking garage. So only only the health care portion um, of our proposed health and wellness village, but there'll be a phase two in the future.
0: Okay. So citizens of Flagstaff are voting on this, but this is a regional issue because this is a regional hospital. The existing hospital right now is just north of downtown. I mean, it's it's really in an area that the area has developed kind of all around it over the years and um, pretty congested area. Uh, but you guys service Northern Arizona Healthcare Services, and I see other facilities. There's one down in Camp Verde, for example. I mean, did you guys take over to Cottonwood one too? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So uh,
1: NAH um, owns and operates Flagstaff Medical Center, Verde Valley Medical Center down in Cottonwood, Sedona okay. Medical Center, and also the large uh, medical office building in
0: Camp Verde that you were referring to. I went there once because I stepped on a rusty nail and they did a great job. Beautiful building. <laughs> I didn't get lock jaw or anything. But, you know, so I figured I'd go in because you never remember when you got the last uh, tetanus shot, True. right? Um, okay, so th- w- my point being though, this is not just a Flagstaff issue. This is a, this medical facility in Flagstaff services a huge area. What, what'd you say, 800? Yeah, we, we,
1: we, we serve a, a patient population of approximately 800,000 people. Okay. Um, and I think a few key... Uh, things to think of. One, uh, we're in an area that's uh, projected to grow from a population demand perspective. So when we look at the new hospital um, and and development in general, we look at uh, a brand new hospital that we want to be able to serve the entire region for the next 50 years. So it's not just a today problem. It's what are we going to do for generations to come as the population continues to grow in northern Arizona. So right now, um, Flagstaff Medical Center, so this isn't NAH numbers, this is just Flagstaff Medical Center, 61% of our patients come from outside of Flagstaff proper right now. Mm. Uh, We're the only level one trauma center north of Phoenix in the entire state of Arizona. What does that mean? So a uh, level one trauma center is the highest level designation of emergency department trauma okay. center.
0: Um, so not the nail in the foot. I, not, uh, I took the chainsaw when I'm cutting wood and I hacked my leg. Correct. Something right. like that or gunshot. Wood. Yeah. So there, there are 12 level one trauma centers in the state of
1: Arizona. 10 of them are in Phoenix. Uh, one of them is in Tucson and one of them is uh, Flagstaff medical center. So we are the kind of catch all um, trauma center for the entire region of Northern Arizona. So um, o- almost two thirds of our patients come from outside of Flagstaff proper. Um, a third of our patients come from tribal lands all around northern Arizona, um, so we operate um, not as a community hospital, which is um, what Flagstaff Medical Center started out as. Um, and I think, from a location perspective, where it is just north of downtown is the was was the perfect location for a community hospital to serve Flagstaff. But as the region's grown, and as Flagstaff Medical Center has grown into what it really serves, which is a much more higher acuity patient care level, complex cardiac. Work, neuro work, level one trauma center. Um, it really does serve the entire region, and the majority of
0: our patients come from outside of. France. Okay, so somebody has a, is a bad car wreck up in Page. Yes, they're sending the chopper up, correct? Or they're bringing the chopper down, or if there's some, maybe even Lake Havasu. I mean, they may have yes. some other options. Is it like that? Decision point is made. Where's, where's the quickest path to get to? And it, flags it, on the radar. It is. It is. Okay.
1: Um, and and Guardian Guardian Air, um, which is the helicopter EMS service um, here in Northern Arizona, um, is a, a company that's owned by Nah. So as is Guardian Ground. So we we do have ownership of the ground and air um, EMS services for the region.
0: Okay. Let's stick with the existing hospital right now in, in north of downtown Flagstaff. What's wrong with it? I mean, what it, 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 to me it looks like it, it looks like a traditional hospital, and you got that sky bridge there that looks nice and all that. And you know, I've been in there multiple times for things over the years with the kids and the family, and you've done additions to it pretty recently. I thought, yeah, it looks pretty good to me but yep. i don't know nothing about hospitals i mean what in yeah. your opinion well, <laughs> what's, what's what's the problem first i appreciate you admitting that you don't know anything about <laughs> well, it well i don't know anything uh, about a lot of things but i right. do have a talk show so right. we well, talk about ap- it anyway
1: ap- appreciate that <laughs> so so there there's uh I, I hesitate to say there's anything wrong with it, right? Okay. It's a great hospital that provides great care and has done great things for this community for a very long time. Um, it is, however, um, outdated in its care model, um, and it's outdated today, right now. Um, and as as a healthcare development professional and as healthcare leaders um, with, with my partners, um, we're constantly looking at what the future is um, for our Population that we serve, which, as I said earlier, was the entire region. So, um, what it what it has been is a community hospital that has grown and grown and grown. As to your point, they've done multiple additions. Um, those multiple additions. Um, haven't been done um, in a fashion to make it something that can uh, outlast the test of time. So the SkyBridge is a perfect example. Um, When the campus um, became on both sides of Beaver, they connected it with a SkyBridge that only connects on one floor. Mm. Um, So we have some patient care on West Campus, we have some patient care on East Campus. Um, I'll take the third floor of, of West Campus as a perfect example. Um, we have patient rooms on the third floor of West Campus that are <clears throat> over 900 feet to get from a patient room over to most of our clinical services like the emergency department, imaging, surgery, et cetera. Um, hospitals from a design perspective are typically built taller, not wider. And that's very purposeful. It's part of um, why we have a height waiver as part of our zoning proposal for the new campus um, because uh, it, good hospital design keeps um, support services tried as close as possible to each other uh, down on the ground. So um, surgical services, emergency services, um, trauma services, imaging services, all next to each other and adjacent so they can work with each other. And then we take what's called the bed tower, which is the part of a hospital um, that patients are, are usually most interested in. It's the part you sleep in. It's where your rooms are. Mm-hmm. And we place it on top and we use vertical circulation to get those patients up and down in a quick fashion to that.
0: What's that? Elevator? Elevators. Yes. Vertical circulation. I Apo- apologize if yeah, I get yeah, too yeah. technical well, you're so in feel, the building feel free trade, so. to stop me right so so wait you're saying that you build up or I we, missed that we we plan on building up at our new you campus you want to be higher this hospital has built out okay. and has okay. continued to build out um so because I was thinking of like big big cities that have a hospital and here's the question that's come up from a lot of people out there on this It's like well you got the facility right there why don't you just utilize what you've got there and build it up higher. I mean, in New York city, if there's a hospital, there's a hospital, you got to remodel it. you got to go up higher. There's no, there's no more land left. Why not just go up more and take what you got?
1: Yeah. So we can't build up on what we have, right? The structural system of the building that was built as it stands right now can't go up. So there is no just building on top of the building, right? So there is, um, you know, potential of an opportunity to build a much taller building on campus but thinking through the logistics of doing that, it's going to be um, it's going to be just take something down, put something taller in its place, take something okay, down. Okay, so you'd have to something knock something existing down. Yeah. So okay. so it, it would be um, it'd be extremely impactful to the care for the community. Um, it'd be extremely impactful to patients and staff. Um, we already are short parking on campus. We would have to basically remove almost all of our parking on campus as we went through all of those um, gyrations of trying to figure out how to do that. Um, in addition, we would be bringing additional traffic volume to that downtown area. Um, uh, one of the things that I think doesn't get talked about very often is, is if we if we were to even endeavor into something like that, on top of it taking um, what what I, I think would be a you know, 10, 12, 13 year long project that would consistently have portions of our hospital out of use, um, we'd also be for a a decade or more, bringing hundreds, if not up to a thousand, craft workers to the site that also have to have a place to park and work, um, and so it's it's not. You're never going to hear me say it's impossible. Um, it's impractical. It's not practical. It's not okay. the right thing to do. Okay. It's it's not necessary, um, and it's not something that. Um, Can be undertaken, and 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 to go back to uh, the earlier point of just already kind of downtown congestion as as patient volume increases because population increases, we're just going to continue to increase that density in an area that isn't really that doesn't have the support network for that density to be increased, right? So the roads around it can't uh, can't support really the traffic volume that's on there right now, and it's only going to become more and more congested, Um, and eventually we're just going to lend ourselves to a situation where we're going to have to continue
0: and continue to grow. Oh, so okay. In, what What's interesting about this one is this is a this is a property rights issue because uh, you own the property where you're at now, and now you own the property out um, near Fort Tudhill, uh, south, south of Flag, just south Flagstaff. Is that in the county? Did that no, have to it, get it annexed is, in? It is in Flagstaff. That is, so what? There was no annex there or is, anything yeah, like that? Okay. Yeah, it is, it is Flagstaff. Well, what's interesting about this one is normally it would be like, okay, you're, you're a nonprofit, but you're a private company. You're building this, so there you go. Is it zoned for the use? And I think that's where you've come into the public, really opening opening this up and dissecting it. And all of a sudden, we were talking before we came on air, you know, I want to see your business plan. Can I, you know, can I get your business plan and let me see all the stuff that you're going to do and, and all these questions come up where really it is strictly, it is a zoning issue, but because the you're changing the zoning. That gives the, the council, and the council voted for this, correct?
1: The council voted, uh, in the second vote, voted unanimous 6-0 um, in support of
0: Okay, it. so one was missing. Correct. Um, so you had, you know, six, six nothing, six members at least of the seven showing support for this thing uh, to rezone it. And what was it zoned now? So let's switch to the proposed, what you're calling a health and wellness village south of Flagstaff. Um, what's that zoned now? Uh, most of the properties zoned estate residential. Estate residential is that like larger lots, single Correct. family homes? Correct. I would imagine. Okay, yeah. but if you if you look
1: at uh, Flagstaff's twenty thirty regional plan, mm-hmm. um, it was always uh it, it well not always, but since the since the latest regional plan's been adopted, it was intended for a higher density of use. Um, so what the original. 2030 regional plan had was what's called a neighborhood activity center, um, okay. stating that the city wanted it, A, it's slated for development at yeah. some point, um, and B, that the city wanted it to be something more dense. Um, granted, what we are proposing is more dense than a the neighborhood, neighborhood regional activity center, which okay. is why step one to our process was getting... Um, the neighborhood regional activity center rezoned um, to a regional activity center that is actually already done so now our regional plan shows that there is a regional activity center in that area um, which does support okay so our council
0: agreed to this to change it to um, the highway commercial and public facilities zone yep. which is commercial activity correct so i assume you could do a hospital you could do a commercial strip mall i mean that's all falls within the purview of of that zoning i would imagine
1: yeah so so there's certain certain things that fall well under highway commercial certain things are um have to be done under what's called a use permit um in in our case um we 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 would need the use permit. Um, We also need the height waiver um, because we are asking for a building that is taller than what the city of Flagstaff allows. Um, We have we've asked for 160 feet in um, height waiver, um, and that's
0: okay. 160 feet, correct? Okay, so I'm I'm thinking about Flagstaff and the tallest building downtown. I think is the old Bank of America building, that ugly building from the 70s. Um, but then you got Purina that's probably, oh, wait, we got the NAU buildings, but we have no jurisdiction over NAU. I think those are like 10 stories. Correct. And so uh, you, what's 160 feet? 16 stories?
1: Well, no. 160 feet in a, in a hospital is seven. Seven? Uh, okay. Yeah. Ho- hospitals have a very, so okay, it's, so you it's have a very high par- par- ceiling. part of the problem. We have, very, we have, we have, we have, we have higher ceilings. And drop ceilings. It's, it's, and it's really, it. it's really what, what, it's the interstitial space. It's, it's the space between the ceiling and the floor above. Um, hospitals are very intensive use buildings. Okay. Um, specifically on the mechanical and electrical side of things. So our HVAC systems are much bigger. Okay. Um, so our air conditioning systems, um, et cetera, from a code perspective, have to be much bigger than what you'd see in a traditional building. So while a traditional um, commercial building might be 10 or 11 feet floor to floor, we're 17 or 18 feet on the first and second okay. floor.
0: So you're seven stories hospital land, but most people, um, if they're used to residential towers or whatever, that's – that is probably a fourteen to sixteen-story building for for uh, like an apartment complex or something. It's yeah, one hundred sixty yeah, tw- feet,
1: tw- twelve to fourteen. Okay, say. Yeah, so yeah, it that's...
0: would be the tallest building by far, uh, in, in in Flagstaff. Uh, yes. Okay, and the council gave a waiver on that. They did. Okay, um, so describe the, and, and we're talking with. Um, let's get into the, the 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 health and wellness village. And we're talking with Steve Ice, who's the vice president of construction and real estate development for Northern Arizona Healthcare. And the proposal is what's, what you're calling a health and wellness village. Um, eventually, 180 how many acres? It's a little under 180. Yeah, 178 okay, acres. Okay, little little um, under 180 80 acres. Let me have you pull that mic just a little bit closer. There you go. Good. Sure. Um, so, a little under 180 acres. And getting a rezone from the city council, but now it's on the ballot for f- folks of Flagstaff to decide if the rezone should go through. Because a group went out there and they got signatures. I don't know how many, but they got signatures that says, "Hey, we're putting this on the ballot. Correct. Voters of Flagstaff have to now decide on this zoning issue." And you're 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 number 20 in a <laughs> large ballot, by the way. We'll get that in just a little bit. But tell me, walk me through what the new campus what the What is a village wellness or health and wellness village look like what, what are we talking about here yeah
1: sure so so let me clarify one thing and then okay. I'll, and then i 'll answer your question. Um, the election in November mm-hmm. ballots um c- coming out in October is only for the healthcare portion of the health and wellness village, and what I mean by that is it is for the hospital outpatient care center and our and our wellness retreat so all of the development around the hospital that is the phase two component of the health and wellness village which which we'll touch on here in a second so the retail the residential the the other medical office building space that's third-party development and not by nih um, none of that is part of what is being voted on in november so what we are voting on in november is um does the city of Flagstaff and the region of Northern Arizona want a brand new modern hospital to serve the entire region of Northern Arizona? And do that, they,
0: what do they want to rezone that property they want rezone
1: for that? that and only that there, there is a entire second zoning approval process that has to happen for the health and wellness village.
0: Okay. So what we're talking about right now, just to clarify again, is that the actual hospital and hospital related services yep. right there on, on those parcels, you do have intention of eventually doing a phase two, which is more, it could be residential commercial uses, Correct. things like that. You would have to go through a rezone. That's not zoned for that use right now. So, Correct. Would come so back. there
1: will be a, a whole phase two process. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if, if there is anyone telling you that vote no on prop 480, because we don't want more commercial or we don't want um, more residential, which I, I couldn't understand why people wouldn't want that in our current housing climate. But if you're hearing that that is not, the case, okay. right? We, the vote is very simple. It is a new hospital outpatient care center and parking garage or not that that is what phase one is so okay you haven't
0: decided on the parking garage yet or the
1: no parking garage is part of the project that's part of it yeah so hospital parking garage hospital parking garage outpatient um medical office building okay that's it um so the remainder of the property um as we get into uh phase two um is intended to be a health and wellness village um and and what we intend to do at that property is a few things um number one there there is a housing component to it that was part of the change um to a Uh, regional um, activity center is there's a certain density of housing that we have to achieve on the property. Um, I think by, by code, it's uh, something around 270 units that we have to provide. We have plans that we think we can provide about 325 new housing units to the property. Um, In addition to that, um, we are proposing um, space for hotel uh, space for other medical office buildings for complementary medicine that NIH might. Not this is have. phase two. This is phase two. Okay, correct. Which is not on this not again. On okay, this, correct. Um, and then some health focus retail restaurant, and then also some um, R and D space to try and be kind of an e- economic development generator, job generator for for the region.
0: Okay, before I. I want to get into what the new, just the what we're dealing with on the ballot here. I want to get to, into that in just a second and what the healthcare facility will look like. All right. I have been consulting with and talking with and picking his brain for a long time now. And I'm talking about Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management. First of all, I don't tell you how to invest or anything like that. I tell you what I do, and I just told you what I do. I I, I lean on Glenn Least to figure out what's going in the market. That's why I have him on the program quite a bit. Uh, look, if you want to get a free complimentary consultation and talk with Glenn, see if he's a good fit for you, why don't you give him a call? Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management. He's always open to have that conversation at 928-225-2474. Glenn and his team, they have an investment strategy that I I think will give a lot of people confidence no matter what the curveball the market might throw. And you know how it is. It often throws us curveballs. So like I said, give him a call. Uh, I think you'll find he shares a lot of the same values uh, that you do. I know he does with me and my family at least. 928-225-2474. That's Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management. 928-225-2474. Angela and I have saved a lot of money by switching over to Eric Boatner and Lisa Boatner at Allstate Agency. Uh, Man, they've done a great job for us. And Angela's talked about this a lot because she actually did all the work, but we we worked with them for a couple years to get most of our policies switched over. We got a couple more left with renewals coming up that of course will move over to Eric Boatner at Allstate Agency. Uh, Look, if you're if you need homeowner's coverage, auto, I saved a ton on auto coverage. They did an excellent job. Uh, maybe motorcycle, RV, off-road vehicles, boats, business owners, life insurance. Eric Boatner at Allstate Agency, going to be able to help you out. Family-run company, been doing this for a long time, raising their family in the Flagstaff area and been in Flagstaff for a very long time. Check out their five-star Google reviews. Just check out Eric Boatner, B-O-A-T-N-E-R Agency, and you'll see it. And uh, I'm really happy with them. And like I said, saving a couple thousand dollars on our auto insurance alone is a big deal. Give them a call. Eric Boatner, Allstate Agency, 928-774-8722. 928-774-8722. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. Let's just loop back to phase two because that is a question for people because they're like, hey, if you do phase one, people assume you're going to come back for phase two because that must be part of your business plan uh, to do that. Uh, The question that I've had people pose to me and that I've seen in that huge pamphlet is – why are you getting into something that you're not into? Like this isn't your core business. And it, this goes along with what I was saying earlier, that it's kind of a strange case because it's a zoning issue, but people are basically diving into your business plan at this point. So, but that's what's on people's mind yeah. as they're voting for this. So I'll ask you why, why get into housing uh, commercial restaurant, you know, you, you name it, all that other stuff. When your core focus, I would imagine as, as a group, Northern Arizona healthcare is, is healthcare.
1: Yeah. So great question. Fair question. Um, and, and I'll say two, two, two main things. Um, number one, um, we're, we're not getting into that business. Um, none of the buildings or Businesses around the hospital are, are currently intended to be NAH-owned buildings or businesses. So what we are trying to do is create a place um, where we can bring health-focused business and economic development to the region through third-party development. It is not intended to have NAH dollars used, so we'll take housing as an example. Okay. Um, we, we are not putting our capital forward. To build that housing. We are going to find a development partner to build housing on our property because we know that Flagstaff needs more access to housing. We need it as an employer. Every other employer in the city needs it as employers and the community needs it. Some of the other things, a hotel, for instance, is is a very common thing to see as a complementary use to a large-scale regional medical center. We have a lot of patients who come in from out of town. They bring family with them. It's great to have a place to stay right on campus so that they can have ease of access um, to their loved ones. Um, some of the other components of it is – is is land that we hope um, to make shovel ready for businesses to be able to come to Flagstaff, which has historically not been easy Mm -hmm. um, so that we can start to stimulate economic development, um, start to bring good jobs and good companies so that we can continue to grow um, the the business sector here in Flagstaff. Um, So where we, we are, we are doing what we feel um, is helping the community Be healthy. And being healthy isn't just us taking care of you when you're sick. There's more to a healthy, thriving community than just us having a hospital that doesn't mean we're losing our focus on taking care of you from a healthcare perspective, because that is our focus. So this zoning effort, yes, is taking our focus, um, to, to get through. Yeah. Um, but when it's done, our intention is not to be the builders of hotels and the builders of houses and the builders of, of office buildings. Um, you're going to um, partner, but we're going to partner okay. up with that. Our, our, our money, our capital, um, is going towards serving the community needs for healthcare.
0: Okay, Steve, let's uh, got to take a quick break. Let's come back though. And, and hit on that, um, hit on what the new facility entails, um, what kind of um, services are going to be there. I want to I touch on all that. All right, this season is a-changing. I noticed that uh, in the Verde Valley, the cottonwoods are turning yellow. The pine needles in like a week in Flagstaff have, have turned brown. They're all going to be falling on your roof. And then you know what happens. It's going to snow eventually here, and snow melts and then it refreezes usually in your gutters and all those pine needles causes cause a huge problem. That's why Gutter Helmet of Northern Arizona can help you out. That's where they can help you out with the, the, the best gutter protection system out there. This isn't some cheesy screen that they put on there. No, this is a multi-patented reverse curve that deflects all the pine needles 40 years of experience over 40 years the best manufacturer's lifetime transferable warranty keep your gutters clear with gutter helmet's awesome system and mention a Jeff Orvit show when you call or text cuz normally it's 30% off that they give our you know all of you are great listeners out there now they're doing 35% off gutter helmet of northern arizona 928-318-6555 928-318-6555 or go to gutterhelmetnaz.com Hey, if you need to refinance your home, great time to call Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. Angela and I did that last year on an investment property. Kim did a really good job of walking us through the entire process, and we've been through it quite a few times. It can be complex. That's why you need someone who really knows how to do this and will really take you through the whole thing. Her and her team do an excellent job. Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. Mention a Jeff Horvitz, show, get $250 off the lender's fee at closing. What I also like about Kim Dawson, And Nova Home Loans is Arizona's largest privately owned mortgage lender. So they can act like a bank, but they can also act like a broker. Find you the best programs out there. Call Kim Dawson right now at 928-310-6458. That's 928-310-6458. 310-6458 310-6458 or go to NovaHomeLoans.com slash Kim Dawson Kim Dawson NLS 697411 Nova Home Loans NMLS 3087 BK number 090242 Equal housing opportunities Subject credit approval Terms and conditions may apply Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. listening to the jeff orvitz show this portion of the show is brought to you by timberline firearms and training this is the jeff orvitz show All right, we're talking with Steve Ice. He is the Vice President of Construction and Real Estate Development for Northern Arizona Healthcare, talking about, it's Prop 480. I don't even know if I mentioned that. Prop 480 in Flagstaff, but it's not just a Flagstaff issue. This is a a regional hospital, as you talked about, serving up to 800,000 people from all over the place. Correct. Um, Hospital's been around for a long time. It's in north of downtown Flagstaff. Uh, They want to build a brand-new facility just south of Flagstaff. I've, I've seen the price tag on this people have projected i've, I've seen a billion dollars thrown around 800 million billion dollars is that just for the hos? is that number correct first of all and steve is that just for the hospital in the initial you know phase one
1: yeah so um our our current budget sits at 865 million dollars wow. um it is for the hospital the Connected Ambulatory Care Center, which is a large medical office building, outpatient doctor's office, the parking garage, and the development of 22 acres of land um, for a wellness retreat, which is just open space with connections to the existing foots trails. Um, and what we think is kind of a, a great piece of property for, for our staff.
0: Okay. You're p- private, private money. I mean, you guys Correct. have been, um, yeah. And again, this is getting into more of your business plan, but I guess people are also concerned that it's a big price tag and they want to make sure that we don't have a regional hospital that goes like bankrupt. Yeah. You know, so we, that, we, that comes we up. We want to so make sure we have a regional have hospital you been that doesn't squir- go bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. Have you been squirreling away the money? Is it, is this a finance deal or is this a, what is yeah, this? Yeah.
1: So it's, 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 it's a, it's half and half and half. So okay. yes, we we do we do have a, a, approximately half the money ca- cash on hand, um, and it is something that we have been saving for, um, just like other large healthcare systems um, would be doing the same thing because we know we have to respond to yeah. the ever changing needs of populations, um, and and more importantly, the ever changing needs of healthcare as a business. Right, mm-hmm. healthcare has evolved immensely from 1950 to. 2023 yeah. right and, and as a i thought you were gonna go back to
0: bloodletting. Yeah, we, we could anyway. right but
1: i mean it's it's an ever-evolving business the technologies are ever evolving sure. the regulations around it are ever evolving. well thank god i mean yeah, and, I right? and so we 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 knew at some point we were going to need to respond right we, at some point something was going to have to be done and and so did we always know that it was going to be a new campus no right yeah. i mean there's 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 uh, reports true reports you know from stories from even four or five years ago about um you know previous administrations who said we're, we we think we're going to build more expansion um on campus um, and what that really turned into was a very um kind of detailed study done with architects to really look at what could really be done on campus and that's what really derived um this decision to to try and find property to to build something new on because we knew that there was no long-term plan that actually worked when we really Dug into the details of okay. it, um, and I think there's some folks who think this came out of left field, um, and that's just really not the case. This is something that's been being studied since the year 2019. That our that our board initially approved three and a half years ago approved. Um, yeah, that's a the long process to move, to doing, move forward with. Yeah. So,
0: okay, so what's what's in the new facility? I mean, just. Give us a thirty thousand foot view versus what you're dealing with now.
1: Yeah, so I would say you know, space and efficiency, um, which I know don't don't sound super interesting, but they're huge in the healthcare world. Um, we are extremely undersized um, for for a hospital right now. So uh, um, a modern healthcare facility being opened right now in, in America um, averages somewhere in the twenty four hundred to twenty five hundred square feet per bed. So, so so a lot of people, when they think about a house, yeah, when they think about a hospital, they think about the physical bed and we get a lot of questions about how many beds are we adding? How much capacity are we adding? Um, and the, the reality is it's not just beds. Um, it's, it's everything that complements beds is, is more where we're struggling. We'll get to how we're struggling on the bed capacity side here in a second. But, um, so, uh, an actual patient room in a new facility, not in our facility, um, about 250 square feet. I'm, I'm rounding numbers here to make the math. Sure. Right. So, so for every room, that room is 10% of the overall square footage necessary to support that room. And all that other, uh, space that I talk about when I say support thats surgery, that's the emergency department, it's supply chain, it's food services. It's all of the ancillary support space that makes a hospital run. That isn't just a patient's room. Um, the existing Flagstaff Medical center is one thousand six hundred square feet per bed, so we are eight nine hundred square feet per bed too small so even when we think of, even if remodeling was um, something that could be done that something that was palatable or made sense we could we could not even if we rebuilt it to today's standards you couldn't fit. The amount of rooms and everything you need in a modern facility, even within the walls of that's our so hospital, okay. it would it, it would get so much larger, and that's why um, our our new facility is planned to be so much larger. the The other thing that the the campus doesn't have is. Even if we did that remodel, there's nowhere to go in the future, right? And we know that population is going to continue to increase. And so what we have planned at our new facility is something that is strategically designed to continue
0: to grow in increments with the- Okay, region. so you're saying you have the land set aside for future future growth, future buildings, We, we do, We okay. do.
1: And even internal, right? It, it's, it's, it's some little things, right? But if you're going to add you know, 24 or 48 patient rooms, mm-hmm. well, that's going to drive a certain percentage of- surgical volume with it and you need to be able to grow your ORs also. So right now we couldn't grow our ORs. We can't grow our ED, we can't grow imaging, it's landlocked so we haven't been able to keep up with all of these back of house things and then some of our spaces um, that even if we have the, the right quantity of them They aren't the right size, um, right? So some of our procedural rooms are too small. Some of our surgery rooms are too small. There's new um, cutting-edge technologies that we'd like to use, robotics and things like that, that don't fit in our rooms. So we don't have the capacity to use them. Um, And then I think on the inpatient bedside, we still have double occupancy rooms, um, Mm -hmm. which... I know a lot of folks in Flagstaff. If that's all they've seen, might think that's um, normal in this day and age, but it's not. Um, you, you not only do you rarely see double occupancy rooms in hospitals anymore. Double occupancy meaning you have a roommate, yeah. right? So sixty six of our of our rooms um, are double occupancy, um, but they're not even code legal to build in a new hospital so if you are to build a new hospital you're not even allowed
0: to build them anymore even if you wanted to okay so on the room side there's i've heard people say oh you're not adding more beds we are okay so you the the bedside the beds increase yeah the beds the beds increase i think what what you might hear is
1: um we're adding 36 beds day one and and the the narrative i've heard is why would they spend 865 million dollars to add 36 beds yeah Right,
0: but it's all the other stuff. Yeah, we're talking we're we're, about. Yeah. we're not.
1: Um, yeah. right. Um, so what what we're adding is, um, everything that we need to sustain and support the region for the next fifty years. And yes, day one there's a thirty six bed increase, which, um, is a, it actually a fairly large increase from a percentage, um, perspective. But even within the footprint. Of the day one hospital, we have the capacity to add another 44 beds on top of that within 12 months of, of knowing that we need that. We have a 24-bed shelled unit and a 20-bed shelled unit. Um, so you put that all together, and now we have an 80-bed increase. Um, and so just to put that in perspective um, for, the, for, for folks who are outside of Flagstaff and the rest of the region, an 80-bed increase is the entire Verde Valley Medical Center in Cottonwood. That's how big 80-bed increase is. So that's a substantial increase. Um, And now we'll be able to have that increase and we'll also be able to provide care in a more modern facility in private rooms with access to larger, um, more advanced medical equipment, surgical suites, endoscopy procedure space, et cetera.
0: Okay, um, let's do this. I got to take a quick break. I want to come back with Steve and talk more about... um, some some of the traffic issues that people have brought up. Um, some of the things specific to his zoning uh, question and his zoning redo. So we'll hit on we'll hit on all of that. And if you've got a questions, comments, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Ah! Voted best pizza Flagstaff for, for a lot of a lot of years in a row. Uh, and of course I'm talking about Namarcos Pizza. Three locations in Flagstaff, beautiful restaurants. Enjoy while you can, the outside dining that's going on, that's going to slip away here pretty quick as we get deeper into fall. But, hey, great pizza, great wings. they got craft beers as well. Stop by any of their three locations and enjoy some great food. This is where I take my family, especially when uh, Angela's out of town or something and it's like I'm making dinner. I go to Namarco's Pizza. You can order also order online, namarcospizza.com for curbside pickup or delivery. Check it out right now. That's namarcospizza.com. If you get a rock chip in your windshield, you need to call Diamond Auto Glass first. Don't don't call your insurance company because they're going to route you through one of those national chains and then you're not going to deal with a company I've dealt with for years to fix my windshields, and I get a lot of rock chips, and you're going to see a lot more of those coming up with that. You're going to start cindering those roads. Uh, Diamond Auto Glass also has the experience and the technology to make sure that it's all installed correctly, because everybody's got those dang cameras all over the place now, and that's part of your windshield. So Diamond Auto Glass, they'll be able to help you out, do a great job. Uh, You get windshield uh, replacement with them, and then you have coverage as far as the rock chips for free just stop on stop on in, in anytime uh go, give them a call diamond auto glass 928-779-4140 that's 928-779-4140 or go to the difference is clear.com. Listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe, look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there, and on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. This is The Jeff Orbit Show. This is The Jeff Orbit Show. All right, I've got uh, Steve Ice here. He's uh, with Northern Arizona Healthcare, he's the vice president of construction and real estate development. For the hospital, Um, you're like page, uh, you're number 20 on the ballot question. Yeah. um, Which I guess is is, is that a bit concerning about people's kind of, everybody's getting bombarded with so much information. Yeah. Um, Has it been hard to reach people on this issue in an off election year?
1: Yeah. uh, It it has been. I mean, I I think. In knowing that it is an off-election year, knowing that it's a mail-in ballot only, so that's a good piece of information um, for the listeners. This yeah, there's no, to, there's no poll. <laughs> there's no poll. There is no going to the um, polls on Election Day. This is mail-in only. If you are a, a registered city of Flagstaff voter, you will be getting a ballot in the mail mm-hmm. um, starting the week of October 10th. Um, and um, if you want a, a new modern facility for Flagstaff and Northern Arizona, then it's a yes on Prop 480. Um, so yes there's some concern um I think um you know, from a communication perspective, what we've been trying to do, um, especially over these last couple of months, is is really just educate um, the citizens of F- Flagstaff specifically. Right? We are obviously interested in the other communities of Northern Arizona because we serve them, um, but this is a Flagstaff issue from a voting perspective, and so we're just trying to get the real message out there. There is a, a lot of uh, chatter out there that isn't necessarily um, either the truth or necessarily um, full of what, what I would consider to be detail and context and I think for for over two years that we went through this very public zoning process, multiple public meetings um, public uh, neighborhood um, education meetings, et cetera, um, I think a lot of people weren't paying attention. Um, and and that's okay. I mean, that's that's normal that uh, people yeah, are people just- People got a lot
0: going on. Yeah, they got a lot going on. on. They're sitting yeah. at home
1: and they they might've anecdotally heard that a new hospital was coming and a, a lot of them might even think that's a great and idea. And then all of a sudden it's here. And then, <laughs> I mean, so I still talk to people on a very regular basis that say, I didn't even know that it was going to election. I thought you, I was wondering why you hadn't started construction, right? So we've been out and about, I think just trying to push the message that this is an issue. Um, And that um, if you if you want this to happen, that that action has to be taken. And and here are the facts. Right. So. I would ask everybody that, that has questions or wants to learn more um, to go to our Yes on Prop 480 website, um, to to email um, directly to questions at nahealth.com, um, which is an email inbox that we monitor and we do answer questions to. Um, we're more than happy to have the discussion about the actual facts, what's in our development agreement, what's in our... Um, Zoning documents, um, everything. I mean, the the public process that we go through from a zoning perspective is 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 just that. It's very open and transparent. Mm-hmm. You can go read our development agreement. It's on the city of Flagstaff's website. Um, it states who pays for what, what we're responsible for, when we're responsible for it. Um, so, uh, what what we want to just be out and is just be out and about and be able to answer people's questions and be able to give them the real information and what the real benefits um, to the community are going to be.
0: Let me ask you this question about um, just some general things that have come up. Um, traffic has been mentioned, Steve. Uh, people are, have been saying, oh, there's going to be a lot more traffic heading south. Like, on what is that, Beulah? And then it goes towards <coughs> Fort Tuddy. There's like that frontage road along that. I-17 that right now is just, like, narrow. Yes. And if you have a bike or something, it's there's no shoulder. Right. Is that are you fixing that or is this okay talk about that
1: yeah so p- part of our part of our zoning approval and our development agreement is that Nah is um financially responsible for widening beulah so beulah is that frontage road off the 17 um and and w- we are responsible for widening beulah um basically from lake mary road um all the way down to jw powell um and and i won't get into all the details how the interchange works um yeah, at the that r- round- at those, roundabouts, roundabouts yeah. but, but but yes, um, so so all of that road infrastructure, which is currently valued at about $45 million, um, which we feel is a huge investment for NIH to be making into the infrastructure of the community, um, which also not only alleviates um, the traffic concerns, um, which admittedly are, are at, at the onset being generated by us, um, but as I said earlier, that area south of town or in the south part of town is slated for development, not just our property. Property to the west of us, there's a lot of property that's going to be developed off the new JW Powell corridor. So there is quite a bit of future development planned um, for the south part of Flagstaff. And for us to be willing to make a $45 million investment into the infrastructure, I think speaks to um how committed we are to to being able to get this hospital okay in bottom line that gets
0: widened and yep. ex- better than than it is now obviously to handle traffic traffic's been i saw some people saying oh it's gonna be 50,000 cars or fifty thousand and I, I did have a little con- um, problem reconciling that oh, we're gonna have all this traffic there but i think we already have traffic going to the hospital so is it a wash i, I don't i don't know or is, is it because you're growing there's going to be more traffic
1: yeah so so for phase one um which is what Prop 480 is. Uh, I hesitate to call it a wash because yes, we're going to grow, but we okay. were going to grow. You know, p- people want us to remodel in place to hand, to accommodate the. Um, to accommodate the population growth, which, as I said earlier, isn't isn't really um, possible, um, but so that that growth and, and demand is going to grow one one way or the other. Um, I think if you look at it from a location perspective, and if you if you step outside of of just Flagstaff, and you think about the regional nature of where our patient population comes from, right? So sixty one percent of our patient population comes from outside of Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. I don't have all the traffic data in front of me. Sure, uh, we had we spent. Two, two years with um, City of Flagstaff's track, traffic department p- pouring over traffic data, hundreds of pages of traffic data. Um, but the majority of that population that comes to us from outside of Flagstaff comes to us off the 40 and off the 17 and is now going to be able to get off the 40 or the 17 in a more appropriate location and have access um, right to our new campus instead of having to fight their way downtown um, and cut through the city.
0: Okay what happens to the if this goes through the existing facility I mean this is going to take years for you to build the new one I'd imagine. Yes. Well let's start with that when what's the target if this was passed in November. Yeah. When are people going to to, to the new hospital? Yeah. Uh,
1: su- summer, some <laughs> summer ish of 2028. 20, um, okay. So um, we're four, four we're, year. Process. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a, it, it's a February March groundbreaking um, okay. if, if it's yes on 480 okay um, in November uh, it's about 48 months of construction wow okay. and then um, when constructions over in a hospital that doesn't mean we're ready to open we have a lot of work to do post construction sure uh, right, medical device installation IT network installation furniture uh, training our staff how to how to work in in that new facility um, so we haven't mapped all that out that's work we'll do during the okay. construction but well, it's gonna be but, it's
0: gonna be four or five Years. Four,
1: four, four and a half years probably okay. from when we start um, to when we're operational.
0: What happens to the old facility? That's a big question it's a, a lot of people It's have. a
1: big question and a, and a fair question and a very important question. Um, and so um, – our, our answer is uh, we don't have a definitive answer. Um, and, and I say that uh, to be as transparent as I possibly can be to the community. i trying to understand and dictate exactly what a redevelopment of that scale um, is going to be or needs to be six, seven years from now, yeah. which is when we're talking is that? about. I think it's 66. Okay, so that's a sizable yeah, chunk Yeah, it's, it's a yeah. 660,000 square okay. foot building, I and mean, it's a very large.
0: Am I safe to assume that at some point you're going to sell it?
1: Uh, we're gonna we're gonna redevelop it. Uh, whether okay. that whether that's through sale or whether that's through lease. And again, when okay. I say we're going to redevelop it. Um nh doesn't want to be in the real estate redevelopment business we're going to find a partner to redevelop it Um what we have committed to is that we can help steer what the redevelopment is to make sure it's something that is is a community facing and b is something that we know is going to help the community prosper and so in our development agreement um it states that kind of immediately after formal approval we need to start a a public facing, um, redevelopment advisory committee, which we are ready to do. Um, we have already contracted, um, uh- an urban management company called puma they're actually out of colorado but they were hired by the city of flagstaff um right before covid to to look at what um downtown master planning could look like in the future so we thought hiring them would be a great dovetail um into it since our location is just north of downtown um and that's going to be us kind of reaching out to the community gathering feedback on what they want um and then taking that and, and understanding you know okay now now that we understand what the community's vision um might be can we now make that happen and if not you know can we explain why and trying to go find partners um for that redevelopment process but our, our intention is is a hundred percent to to redevelop develop that okay and That's that a loss. and i think i'll just i'll just add to that um jeff that you know we're in we're in the business of being in flagstaff right so when when people um say to me that well, we have no guarantee you're going to redevelop it or or we have no guarantee that you're going to develop it into something that makes sense for the community. I think my answer is, um, we are part of this community. Um, our the health of our business is tied to the health of Flagstaff, mm-hmm. um, and we would be doing ourselves and the community a disservice. Well, something's going to happen
0: to the bill. I mean, you're not going to leave sixty acres vacant for the rest of time. I, I mean, mean uh, yeah, that's and not and a that's and not and a and small sum of money sitting there. Agreed, right?
1: And it's <laughs> it's maybe a little bit of a taboo topic, but yeah, yeah. I mean, just from a business perspective, yeah, we can't just,
0: leave a piece of real estate no, like that yeah. behind. Not in Flagstaff. I mean, if yeah. we're there's parts of the country, I guess, where it's like, okay, we're There's abandoned areas, but not, I don't see that much in, in most of Northern Arizona. Okay. Uh, Steve, one more thing that's come up and there's huge problems with, with labor, with staffing. And, um, I've, I've heard some of um, some of the ads that you guys have been running and talking about facilities and this and that. I, I got two directions here. First of all, staffing levels because you're going to have a bigger facility. Are you concerned? And I just read an article that we have like 2,000 short, – shortage of 2,000 doctors projected in Arizona. That's just doctors. It's not on the nursing side or anything like that uh, by like 2030. Uh, have you guys looked at that? I mean, how are, we gonna, how are you going to address that gap?
1: Yeah, um, so um, that issue is real. Yeah. Um it's it's not a Flagstaff thing. Sure. It's not an NAH thing. It's not just Arizo- your industry. It's not an Arizona yeah. <laughs> thing. Um it, it is it is a problem across America. Um and I think we we see a lot of data that gets put out um, that was specifically during COVID, mm-hmm. where we, along with every other major healthcare system across the country, struggled with what we call core staff. Right, the business of traveling staff became a thing. It was a way for people to make a lot of money. We 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 suffered um, that through that, not only from a staffing perspective, but also from a financial perspective, just like most other healthcare systems across the country. Um, but we have um, we have actually fairly quickly started to bounce back from that um our current um retention rates are actually above the national average which we're which we're really proud of um especially for a location like flagstaff um which at a cost of living isn't sometimes the easiest thing to do um so um i think a a few things as as we look at the new facility um so yes we're going to grow Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to say that we'll never need more staff than we have now in the future. Sure. But, but part of um, our staffing challenges is some of our staffing ratios. Um, and it's because our building is very efficiently designed. It's very inefficiently laid out. Um, it's harder to do most things in that building than it needs to be. Um, so we do think we will start to see some staffing efficiencies um, by having a much more um, organized building that has that is designed for our business instead of us Having to design our business around the building, we've designed a building that is is around our business. Okay. Um, I I do also, um, and and we we also think that having a new facility um, will help us with recruitment and retention. Right, people people want to work in in a nicer, newer place. That's reality. It's it's why you see universities put money into buildings to try and recruit students. It's the same thing for us, um, especially on the physician side of things. When you have a physician coming right at a school who might have studied and trained on a certain piece of equipment. And then they come visit us and we tell them, Oh, we don't have that. And we can never have that because it won't fit here.
0: Yeah. Okay. What happens if this prop 480 Steve doesn't pass? And let me go back to what I was saying just a minute, a couple minutes ago. Uh, I've heard some of your ads, especially on maternity and, and things like that, but there's been, in my opinion, somewhat of a, you know, we've got we've got deficiencies here we're trying to deal with and it almost paints a picture of we don't have everything we need here and things aren't going as rosy as we'd like as far as i don't know service or or available um i don't know rooms technology whatever, yeah. whatever just the whole gamut of things it's almost painting a picture of we got real problems and we need a new facility yeah. are you concerned that if this fails that kind of trails and echoes that people are like well, wait a second you're I got to go to the hospital now. Should I go to Phoenix instead? Because they were saying they're having such, such problems.
1: Yeah, I think, um, so uh, two things, one, one, People are going to Phoenix right now, sure. um,
0: right? We have we had almost
1: 6,000 people last year go to Phoenix just because we couldn't accommodate them from a capacity perspective. And we don't want that. We want them staying here. Um, but let me be clear. We don't have quality okay. concerns. Um, and as a matter of fact, j- just to kind of articulate that, um, we get graded by LeapFrog, which is a, a natural, a national clinical quality um Group that does hospitals all over the country. Um, They scored the quality of care for 65 hospitals um, in Arizona. Only five of them were grade A hospitals um both fmc and vvmc were two of those five hospitals that were grade a hospitals Um, and we were the only healthcare system in the entire state to have two on that list two uh, okay Um, that's the top rating so yeah i I, please don't um take it as any diminishment of what our staff does from a quality of care perspective because it's amazing what they do Mm -hmm. to take care of our patients on a daily basis what we're saying is we want it to be better than that. We want it to be easier for our staff and our patients. We want it to be more dignified than it is right now for our patients who have to maybe share a room with a roommate and overhear their conversations with their doctors or be pushed in a gown through a public hallway because there isn't a private hallway just for patients. Mm -hmm. Um, So what we're saying is we can do more, we can do better, and, um, and we need to grow that same level of care. It needs to get it need, there needs to be more. The population growth isn't going to change, right? And I think I, I don't want to look at this as a 2023 issue. I want to look at this as a 2073 issue, yeah. right? I was just looking at, at demographic data just today. Um, from 1986 to now, Flagstaff has more than, du- just Flagstaff has more than doubled in population. I mean, it, do I know if it's going to double over again? I don't know exactly. region is growing. so it's, much. It's, it's growing, yeah. and at some point, we have to be willing to accept it and we have to be willing to accommodate it, and we have to say that we're willing to do it in an intelligent fashion. And I I think the city of Flagstaff staff, mayor, and council who spent over two years working on this with us did their due diligence to make sure it was done in, a, in an intelligent fashion for the community.
0: All right, Steve. Um, best wishes to you on this. Uh, any final thoughts you want to get out there? People are going to be getting their ballots in Flagstaff. Yes. Um, I'd love to hear from people all over the place because, like you said, this is a regional issue. But just kind of final thoughts on this one because it's, it's pretty much go time.
1: Yeah, I'd say just just two things. I'll I'll, I'll leave with one um, vote yes on Prop Four Eighty. Two, um, please please don't believe everything you hear um, anecdotally. And and if you have questions or concerns um, or anything, uh, this is an important decision. It's an important. Um, community issue Mm -hmm. please reach out to us because we're more than willing to talk to whoever would like to talk to us so that we can get our information out there
0: okay and remember this is an all mail-in ballot for people in flagstaff so uh, be on the lookout for that and your your 50 page booklet (laughs) as well steve hey best wishes to you i really appreciate it thank you and please keep up with me on rumble and youtube look up orvitz o-r-a-v-i-t-s please subscribe everybody take care be back here soon This is the Jeff Orvid Show.